evening. Um, I know I've been kind of MIA. I was traveling, so I'm back. And I'm ready to do this episode. So hopefully everybody had a good long weekend. Um, I did. It was pretty relaxing, cool. Um, I was away from work also the week, just a couple days before the weekend um, to Orlando. So that was kind of cool to get away. Uh, but now I'm back and um, getting into this episode to record and getting back into the swing of things at work. Um and making changes, you know, kind of just setting up my game plan. This is court. This is fourth quarter of the year, you know. So, um, trying to get my plan together, moving into the new year, uh, about some things that I really, you know, want to do, and rather than just saying it, just really putting in the work to get there. So it's gonna be a long haul, but it'll be worth it. So more to come on that, but. Um, yeah, hopefully everyone is doing great. And uh, this episode I wanted to do, it took me a while to come up with this episode, uh, to come up with an episode. Uh, I had a couple different things that caught my eye and um, I'm just kind of going off of how I am feeling lately. And um, of course, I'm going to go back to this book, 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weist. And this chapter that I want to talk about is called how to know when the only thing in the way of your happiness is you. Um, this definitely stood out to me because I've been not really sure, um, why, like not even why, but what I feel like I know what I want and I know what will make me happy and what makes me happy. It's just actually like figuring out how to get it. And I think that's been something, um, that I've been struggling with and sometimes I do kind of wonder if I'm in my own way so um let's see what this you know has to say so again it's how to know when the only thing in the way of your happiness is you so uh, there's like 13 there's 15 different things so I'll, I'll go through them number one the only problem with your life is the way you think about it objectively you have everything you could ever want or need yet your unhappiness simply comes from a lack of appreciation which is a cultivated trait if not a practice um this is i feel like it's true because um something that i feel like i've learned is you know god is not you you are already living in abundance you know i think i've said this before in episodes like you sometimes have to take the time to think about like where I where you are today you probably prayed for that two three five years ago and you sometimes you got to just take a step not take a step back but turn around and like see how far you've come and Sometimes it's not about how far you have to go or how many more turns or whatever to get to where you want to be like obviously you should achieve your goals and stuff and if I feel like if God put a desire in your heart then it's meant for you but God also wants you to like be appreciative not just of the things that God gives you but just yourself too and um where you are and and celebrate yourself and just be okay not be okay but be happy with where you are because if you can't be happy with where you are, which is typically usually where you wanted to be, 
a few years ago, then how is God going to know that if he gives you more and what you're asking for, that you're going to be happy there too? You're always going to be chasing something. And that's something that I don't think God really wants us to do. So um, I do like how it says, you know, your unhappiness is, is from a lack of appreciation. When you appreciate your life more and you appreciate where you are and you appreciate yourself and those around you and just your the things that God has given you, then that just gives you more space to get to get more to receive more so number two the solution to most of your problems is just changing the way you think about them for example learning that people's opinions of you are largely projections of how they see themselves would solve your problem which is evaluating your life through the idea of how other people perceive it could perceive it so this is true like a lot of the times people people project right because everybody's going through something everybody has something going on and nobody's perfect no one's life is perfect so a lot of the times we as humans we're emotional so we're gonna take it out on other people even if we don't realize it or mean to and um that just comes from a, a lack of awareness sometimes um a lack of accountability <laughs> um and so it's hard and it's, it's hard especially because i think when situations like that happen if i'm already stressed or not having a good day or i got a lot of stuff going on in my life and somebody else like snaps at me or just comes at me crazy or whatever or just comes out of pocket that's going to take a lot of grace to you know it's going to take a lot of like patience and to give that person grace because it's like I'm not doing that to you. I got stuff going on too. So why do I need to, you know, like, why do you need to give them grace? But um, you also have to just remember that, like, you've probably been in that situation too, where you've snapped at somebody or given somebody, like, an unnecessary um, attitude or just energy because yours is off, you know? So I understand what it's saying about most people project, but sometimes you know you got to put people in their place too (laughs) um number three you're mentally lazy you know you should be more present but you won't put in the effort to practice it you know you should meditate and learn to train your brain to focus so it doesn't become engulfed by negativity but you head to the gym instead you're lazy in the way it matters most and that's your biggest problem okay coming for coming for your life on that one um I agree. I'm, I'm sure I am. I have been mentally lazy because I have not meditated in a long time. Um, and, you know, I that's interesting that it says you know you should meditate and learn to train your brain to focus so it doesn't become engulfed by negativity, but you head to the gym instead. I would think that going to the gym would help you clear your head and get focused. Some people, I know for me, it does. But I also can understand that when you are in a meditative space, um, it can make you be more in tune with yourself and emotions will come up and you'll have to actually deal with it. It's kind of like therapy or just talking about your feelings like versus like going to the gym. You do kind of like you do kind of listen to I know I listen to music and I'll get like pumped and like just kind of go in and I'm thinking about the music sometimes I am thinking about my my life and problems like that or just going through things in my head but for the most part I'm actually tuning things out I'm using gym the gym or working out to clear my mind and maybe that's not always good too because you do need to sit with your thoughts 
So I understand what it's saying. Number four, you've accomplished things you thought would make you happy and immediately shifted them from goals to notches on the belt. Once you achieved something, you immediately start to think of it as another thing done rather than another thing in my life to enjoy. Oof. Yeah, I I definitely been realizing that. I would say for me, that kind of thing happened, that shift happened when mm, I would say after this summer, um, just like recently, last couple of months, I'm like, I'm done with school and I've achieved that, that goal. And, um, then I felt like, all right, well, what's the next thing that I'm supposed to do? Like, what's my next purpose kind of thing? And it, I am, I was looking at it as like a, a, a notch on the belt and, uh, or as like something else that I accomplished on my list. Uh, but you know, sometimes maybe it is just kind of taking the time to think about, no, this is another thing in my life to enjoy. Like I, I accomplished a really great thing. And like, sometimes your life, it's not necessarily in standstill, but God has you just kind of coasting because you need to just enjoy like what you've done and how far you've come and enjoy your life, you know? So enjoy for me, I would have to be saying to enjoy this time where I don't have to do papers. I don't have to go to class. I don't have to worry about working like over time just to, to pay for classes and think about buying books and stuff like that. It's one, you know, something to enjoy that my life is, is no longer in that space. So number five, you haven't practiced holding the emotion of happiness. We all have a tolerance for how good we'll let ourselves feel or our upper limit. To go past it, we have to actually practice letting ourselves feel. Otherwise, we'll self-sabotage to bring ourselves back to our comfort zones. <sighs> Damn. Um, I definitely agree and understand this. And sometimes just reading it, like I never really realized that that's probably some, that's definitely something that I do. I think that for me, it's, and I'm sure other people can agree. Sometimes like when you've experienced a lot of heartbreak or just setbacks or feeling like things don't go smoothly for you in your life and you don't have a lot of people in your corner that you can count on, uh, or you just always feel like a lot of things are just on you and you you do something you try to like you gotta not necessarily hustle but you feel like a lot of the times you can't let your guard down um I think that kind of life makes it hard to really let yourself be happy or really um not appreciate but like sometimes when when things are going so good it's easy to get like feel really great about it but then I know for me sometimes there's always that little that percentage where I'm like I don't want to get too comfortable in this because it usually doesn't last and that could be for anything it doesn't have to be just like relationships it just could be in general like my life is going so good right now. 
you know and then you kind of get that space where you're like oh well what's gonna happen (laughs) something or something's gonna get taken away or someone's gonna be gone or something like that just never feeling like you can just stay in that good good feeling and allow yourself to be there and I think sometimes that just comes from um Uh, yeah like it says like it's self-sabotage and you kind of bring yourself back to a comfort zone where it's like oh I can enjoy it for somewhat but I'm always gonna it's like keeping your guard up right because it's even like okay if you meet someone say you connect with someone you really like them and they really like you and they're being consistent and they're doing the things that you like and you're really enjoying your time with them and everything's going great and it's been going on for for months you can potentially self-sabotage by feeling like, okay, well, you know, before this goes any further, let's, you know, figure out things kind of thing. And that is not necessarily bad to do that, but also I can understand how it's a, it's a defense mechanism because it's like, I, I know for me, I used to do that because I would say, I'm going to leave before this person leaves or this person messes it up or, uh, ghosts me or just you know things fizzle type of thing um, it kind of when you feel like you're quote-unquote in control by putting yourself on a limit of happiness because then you can feel like well I didn't put too much into it so I don't lose too much um, versus like maybe it is a good thing to just let yourself be so so happy that you so to a, a level that you've never felt before and if you lose it, then you lose it. But at least you experience that happiness. And I would say something, that's how I've been learning. I've been learning that from the outside of watching um, my mom, honestly. Because lately, like this past year or so, she's been really, really in a good space considering a lot of things. And so just being able to see her be happy, um even if it's just something that is for right now or, or, or whatever that's going on in her life, then it's still putting her in a, in a better space and she's out of her comfort zone. And she's in a, in a you can tell she's in a space that's, um, like this says, let ourselves feel our upper limit. Like when you can tell when someone's in their upper limit because they're just, they're just so free and happy. So it's really cool. Um, so I definitely... Um, I agree with that when it's saying holding the emotion of, of happiness because sometimes we when you experience so many letdowns you don't let yourself you kind of learn to not let yourself be too happy anymore <laughs> um, because if, sometimes it feels like it takes a long time to get back to that uh, number six you care more about comfort than you do about change you'd rather remain moderately uncomfortable than deal with the uncertainty that is making a real change in your life uh, yeah, I definitely think that that's a way of getting get in your own way. Like, like that says, like being in your comfort zone. Um, so yeah, just come and get out your own way, get out your comfort zone sometimes and be open to change. Number seven, you consciously choose to spend time with people who aren't good for you, meaning they don't really care about you or they inspire you to behave in a way that is counter to what you're trying to achieve. In other words, they bring out the worst in you, yet you continue to see them anyway. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. (laughs) 
Um, and sometimes it can get hard because you'll come to a space where you realize that a majority of the people that you were around or giving your energy and space to weren't good for you. And so then you get into that space where loneliness, where you have to let a lot, everyone go and kind of restart <laughs> um, and depend on yourself and God for for happiness. So I definitely understand that one. Uh, number eight, you won't let your idea of yourself evolve. You're stuck in your you're stuck in only being comfortable thinking of yourself the way you were three, five, ten years ago, because that's how other people are comfortable seeing you. So you're in your own way of your happiness and your growth by not allowing yourself to evolve, maybe because you have family and friends or whoever who are used to seeing you a certain way, but maybe, you know, we all change. And if you resist the change, then you're only stumping your your growth and you're holding yourself back. And people will have to adjust. If you change who you are, let that, let it be. Like, let the course of your life flow the way it needs to. And let, let things change how they need to. You'll know when it's time for you to evolve and, and grow out of something and, and make different changes for yourself. And other people will... They, if they really love you, they will accept it. They'll get used to it and, and you know, keep allow you to be you. Number nine, you choose what you think you should be, right? What? Okay, sorry. You choose what you think should be right rather than what actually is. You're more loyal to the ideas you have about things than the honest reality you know them to be. What? Okay, you choose what you think should be right rather than what actually is. You're more loyal to the ideas you have about things than the honest reality you know them to be. Hmm. So I, I would assume this is saying like not not keeping it real with yourself on certain things. Like you choosing to see certain things rather than seeing it for what it really is. Whether it be because it makes you happier or something like that. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Number 10, you won't apologize to yourself nor to others. You're not open to being wrong and certainly not to taking the ego hit. That is admitting you didn't always do your best. Yet doing this is the first step in changing that. Definitely, like I said, like it says, apologizing to yourself and to others, having accountability, um, operating out of ego will prevent you from feeling like you need to apologize you'll make excuses and uh and and never push yourself to to do better (laughs) and and to try your best um that definitely can get in your own way number 11 you haven't fully taken responsibility for your life you're still waiting for something to come and change how you feel Often people choose to suffer loudly because they believe it is a cry to the universe. As in, if they are transparent enough about how bad things are, something or someone else will eventually have to fix or change them. Hmm. This is a good, this is a good ones. These are good ones. (laughs) Um, This is what I asked for. So it's definitely resonating. I... That's an interesting one because well, how I'm taking it is it's saying you are can be in this space where you're waiting 
for something or someone to save you or, or change how you feel. Whether it be because like, oh, I hate this job and I want something else. And then you're now you're just kind of like saying it and you're waiting for a new job to come along. Or you're, oh, I don't want to be single anymore. I want my, my partner, my person. And so you cry to the universe um, in suffering. And, and you, show, you, you list all these things that are not going right. Um, but we don't take the time sometimes to think about, okay, if I'm having trouble meeting someone, maybe it's something that I need to do within me first before to attract this person. Uh, or the job too. Like, okay, I say I want a new job, but how can I clean up where I am now in my job? How can I improve my skills or get more skills to be able to attract a, a better job? Um, so yeah, taking responsibility for your life and not always looking for someone else or an outer source to change it or to make things quote unquote better. Number 12, you've ascribed happiness to a level of accomplishment rather than a state of being. You think that only some people can be happy because their life circumstances are identical rather than choosing to seek happiness in the moment and realizing that has nothing to do with it. So again, sort of like what I was saying before about, I would say for the notches on the belt, like accomplishing certain goals and thinking that's going to bring you happiness, um, rather than like realizing that your happiness is a state of being, uh, you choose to be happy. 13, you think that happiness is a sustained state of feeling good when it is really a higher baseline for perception. You are better able to process every emotion and because you do so healthfully, you return to your general state of contentment quickly. So, you think that happiness is a sustained state of being feeling good? Okay. Okay, so what it's saying is happiness is really a higher baseline for perception. So, allowing yourself to even when you have days when you get sad or get angry or confused allowing yourself to process those emotions and then making the conscious decision to go back to being content with where you are so allowing yourself to feel those things but not let them stay and take over and change your state of being uh and 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 essentially going back to your higher self so that's a way of, of getting in your own way of your happiness if you don't choose to be happy, even when other emotions come along. Number 14, you accept what you're taught even if it doesn't feel right. You're more trusting of dogma, teaching, or religion simply because you knew it first, not because it resonates or helps you in a real way. So, yeah, I mean, definitely like religious a background could play a role and just like general things that you might have learned growing up as a kid or life experiences from older people that can help and shape mold you as a as an adult but also you know you can get in your own way of your happiness by not accepting the fact that maybe those things don't resonate with you anymore due to things that have happened in your life or just where you are and who you are as a person and being able to make your own decisions and your own beliefs and your own um, guidelines for life to, to ensure your happiness. And number 15, the last one, you have a good life and you know you have a good life. At the end of the day, you know it's just about choosing to focus on it more. So that's the last one it says of 
the the way that you stand in your the way one of the of the ways I'm sorry to know when the only thing in the way of your happiness is you so just knowing that you have a good life um and choosing to focus on that part more uh if you don't choose to focus on it more and you focus more on the bad then yeah you will think that you don't have a great life or that you're and you are in your own way of your happiness because you're you're choosing not to be happy and you're choosing not to look for the good right only the good things so um i would say with this message uh just think about again what it's saying as far as the different things i left off and um try to always come back to your higher self when things are not necessarily going the way you think they should and you're, and you're trying to find a reason for your happiness or a reason to be happy. Just think about, you know, the things that I listed off and um, yeah, just try to find a reason, I would say. Just always try to find a reason because there's always a reason to be happy with your life. So I hope that this was helpful and... Yeah, I hope, I'm sorry, I, I lost my place in the book, so I was trying to remember um, what I read off to you guys. But, <laughs> um, oh yeah, okay, so this was, oh yeah, again, this was how to know when the only thing in the way of your happiness is you. So, hopefully this was helpful, <laughs> sorry, and uh, I'm going to release this tonight, and I will also be doing an interview coming up soon, so stay tuned for that, and hopefully you have a great rest of your week. As always, I'm your host, Chanel. This is Black Hippie Lounge. If you can, rate and review the podcast. Uh, As always, meditate, manifest, invest in you. And have a great night. Meditate, manifest, invest in you. Join me on my spiritual journey as I elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level mentally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge, and I am your host, Chanel.